high school holla. Let's go, 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 Holla, Chicago, and welcome to another Saturday edition of the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. I'm Steven Spoon Ramsey, repping for the Mendel Monarchs and the great high school class of 88. Welcoming those of you from across Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports. Family, do we have a hot show for you today. On today's show, we bring you this week's Boys and Girls Basketball Game of the Week, which turned out to be two hot matchups. We bring you the results of the Boys City Championship in bowling. We talk to some coaches, some bowlers, and some families. In today's City Talk, we discuss another article from the USA Today that speaks on the key differences about recruiting boys and girls. That plus much, much more. Let's hear from you on our social media networks. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Just look us up at Urban Field House. Also, go to Facebook, like our show page, the High School Holler Sports Show. Holler at us, especially if you're a student athlete having a signing day somewhere. We'd love to come out and celebrate you. Holler at us with the details on one of our social media links. You can also tell us about your graduation class. What school you're repping? We always like to hear fun facts like that. It's all about bringing fun and friendly high school pride back to the city of Chicago. Now coming up next is Diva Sports. We showcase the queens of the court. It's Lane Tech versus Whitney Young. Our girls basketball game of the week on the High School Holler Sports Show. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Hey Chicago, this is Kim from Whitney Young, class of 91, and you're tuned into the High School Holla Sports Show. Welcome back to the H2S2 Show. Now for our girls basketball game of the week, brought to you by our friends at CP Travel Squad. For the best in cruises, resort vacations, or to book a vacation with an unforgettable experience, call Monera at 312-371-5985. You can also check their great deals out on Facebook at CP Travel Squad, the official sponsors of the H2S2 Diva Sports segment and this girls basketball game of the week because we encourage our girl athletes to keep their heads Heels and standards high. Yep, I want to start off by saying this Diva Sports segment was created truly to showcase how Chi-Town girl athletes rock. So we dedicated a segment to concentrate on the and highlight nothing but girl athletics. So we hope by doing so that we are encouraging 
keep their heads, heels, and standards high in sport and in life. One of the sports we love to cover is girls basketball. I'm telling you, man. Have you ever come across a team that their level of success, just the mere mention of their name alone, makes some people say, oh, yeah. Or when you walk into the gym and banners speak for themselves, this week we went into such a place called Whitney Young High School, home of the three-time state champion Lady Dolphins. Their opponent on Thursday night were the Lady Indians of Lane Tech, a group of young ladies who have proven themselves worthy of belonging in the new Public League Super Conference, the Red Northwest. Coach Megan Malloy and the Lady Indians of Lane Tech entered Thursday night's game with an overall record of 12-7, 6-2 in the conference, looking to end strong with the conference win. While the hosts, the Lady Dolphins of Whitney Young, posted an overall record of 14-3 and currently undefeated in the conference at 8-0, looking to remain that way and number one in the conference with a win. We caught up with both coaches to find out their game plan entering the final Public League Red Northwest conference game of the season. High School Holla. Steven Spoon Ramsey with a High School Holla Sports Show. Girls basketball game of the week. The Lady Indians of Lane Tech taking on the Lady Dolphins of Whitney Young. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Dolphins, Corey Irvin. And Coach Irvin, tell us how your team's been performing thus far in the season. Um, I think we started off, we still, we're young, so we started the season off not really understanding some of the things that we needed to do, but we're starting to come around. I mean, I'm more concerned now that we're just starting to get some of the characteristics that I want to see on the court so that we're ready for the last the last part of the season. Well, Coach, tonight you take on the Lady Indians of Lane Tech. And what do you know about your opponent tonight? I don't know too much about them, to be honest with you. I mean, they're in our conference. This is our last conference game. I'm more concerned with how we're playing. And I think if we play the way we're capable of playing, you know, what they do won't be able to disrupt us. And what's the game plan for the Lady Dolphins tonight? To run the ball, get the ball inside some, and make sure we're really hustling on defense. Who are some of the players that we should keep our eye on that's going to be key in the win for you tonight? Um, our sophomore post, I think, will definitely be important because I don't think that they can defend her, either one of our post players. So us being able to get them the ball and feed off of them will be huge, and that's Cam Williams. And then our guard play will kind of be a combination of people's. Now, Coach, for our listeners who have yet to be able to see the Lady Dolphins play, give us one word to describe this Lady Dolphins scene. I mean, for the most part, I think we, we work hard and we hustle. We're just trying to kind of piece that together with our youth, which means we kind of play kind of carefree, but we're just trying to piece the two things together. All right, well, thank you, Coach Irvin, and we look to talk to you at the half. Thank you. Okay, thanks. High School Holla. So I'm joined now with the head coach of Lane Tech, Megan Malloy, and Coach, tell us about your team's performance and play thus far this season. Um, we got put into a new uh, super conference, and we've made a pretty good statement in it. Uh, we've been doing really well. We joined a new super conference. We beat a couple teams that were in the higher conference than us last year, so obviously this game is a big testimony to us and you're up against, I think, Whitney Young's 36th in state. So, you know, we've got nothing to lose here. My girls have been performing really well. Well, 
know, you take on a tough Whitney Young Dolphins team. What do you know about your opponent tonight? I grew up playing Chicago basketball, so I know all about Whitney Young. <laughs> um, you know, they've been a solid program for quite a number of years, and when you build a program like this, you have a winning attitude, which is a huge thing for a team. But you know what? We have nothing to lose. So I know these girls are going to be tough. They're going to be fast. It's going to be a lot of transition basketball, a lot of shooters, you know, taking it to the hoop, too. We're going to see a bit of everything. What's the game plan for the Lady Indians tonight? We're going in there with a good attitude. Never have a losing attitude, right? We're not prepared to lose this game. We're coming in here to fight. Who are some of the players that we should keep our eye on that's going to be key for you to win tonight? Uh, Zoe Ellis and Michaela. They're going to be huge on offense, and they're huge on offense. We're usually doing pretty well. Yesenia Rodriguez, number 10, is really great on uh, defensive end. So if we can get those pieces together, my bench is really good at giving us buckets, too. We usually outscore the other team's bench, so that's always helpful. Coach, for our listeners who have yet to see the Indians perform, what's one word to describe your team's play? Energy. High School Holla. You heard the game plans and time to see if the Lady Indians would be able to catch the Lady Dolphins in an upset. The first quarter was very fast-paced from the tip as both teams ran the floor looking to score off transitional baskets. The guards controlled most of the play in the first quarter for both teams. The Lady Dolphins junior, Kyla Jones, led all scorers in the first quarter with six points, followed by her teammate, senior Brianna Brett, and Lady Indians senior Natasha Burnett, who both had five points in the first quarter, as the Lady Dolphins led the Lady Indians by four, 18 to 14. The second quarter would find the Lady Dolphins going on a 23-15 run against the Lady Indians as freshman Tamia Ware would join the fun on the scoring run with 8 points to match junior Kyla Jones who also added 8 more points in the second quarter increasing the Lady Dolphins lead. The Lady Indians would attempt to manage the whole court thanks to the efforts of senior Natasha Burnett with 4 points and junior Mariah with three points while the other lady Indians scored a combined eight points for the second quarter which found the lady Indians trailing the lady Dolphins at halftime by 12 41 to 29 here's the halftime comments from both head coaches High School Holla. Coach Irvin at the halftime, you girls are up by 12. How do you feel about that first half performance? Well, I thought defensively we should have done a little bit better. Um, and offensively, we've got to make layups. I think consistency that we missed 17 layups. I mean, that's ridiculous. What adjustments will you be making in the second half? Well, hopefully we'll make some layups. And then we'll actually do what we're supposed to do on defense. That's what I'm hoping. All right, good luck, Coach. Talk to you now. High School Holla. Coach Malone, tell us how you feel your team's been performing. We know we've got to play really solid help defense as well as get out on shooters and just hopefully not let them get into a rhythm. High School Holla. After the break, we continue our recap of this season conference finale in the Red Northwest Girls Basketball Conference featuring the Whitney Young Lady Dolphins and the Lane Tech Lady Indians. Stay with us. It's the High School Holler Sports Show. With a name like Cruise Planners, you might expect us to only sell, well, 
cruises, but in fact what we sell are unforgettable travel experiences, regardless of where you're headed or how you'll get there. Because we believe the freedom to travel should come with a freedom of choice. We call it our cruisitude, a positive outlook on life and zest for travel. Whether you're looking for an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean, a history-rich European tour, an exciting African safari, an intimate river cruise, a memorable ocean voyage, or a destination wedding of a lifetime. Cruise Planners helps take the stress and burden of planning it all off your shoulders. Because we understand the hardest part about travel is the actual planning. You know, spending hours upon hours online, comparing prices, reading hotel reviews from people you don't even know, and trying to figure out what to do when you get there. I mean, why spend four weeks planning your one-week vacation? It can take the fun out of the experience. But luckily, Cruise Planners Travel Advisors are travel rock stars. All of our travel agents are travelers like you, but have an encyclopedia of travel knowledge. So just let them know what you want to experience, and like that, they can personally design your ultimate vacation, no matter your travel style or budget. And you can take all of that knowledge with you when you download the Cruise Planners mobile app. So much travel information right in the palm of your hand. Cruise Planners is an American Express travel representative and also has access to exclusive travel offers so you won't have to worry about whether you're getting the best value for your experience. Your Cruise Planners travel professional is here to help turn your travel dreams into a travel reality. So contact your Cruise Planners travel advisor today. Welcome back to the A2S2 show and our recap of the second half of our girls basketball game of the week in Diva Sports brought to you by our friends at CP Travel Squad. Go to their Facebook page and check out some of their great deals. Before the break, the Whitney Young Lady Dolphins held a 12-point lead over the Lady Indians of Lane Tech, 41 to 29. Entering the third quarter, the Lady Indians would look to slow down the Lady Dolphins scoring with some of that energetic pressure defense, hoping just to keep the game close. The Lady Dolphins definitely came out with a goal in mind. Keep the foot on the gas. Immediately, the Lady Dolphins went to the girl in the middle, sophomore Cameron Williams, who simply dominated the inside, scoring eight points in the third quarter, which led all scorers in that quarter. The Lady Indians remained tough, forcing a number of turnovers that were unable to turn into points for them in the third quarter, only managing to score a combined nine points for the third quarter. The Lady Dolphins would see another sophomore take part in the scoring as Kayla Green found her way around the Whitney Young gym called the Pool, scoring six points as the Lady Dolphins would see themselves with a sizable lead over the Lady Indians, 66-38 to to end the third quarter. The fourth and final quarter started with the Lady Indians showing no quit down by 28 points, but playing like they were only down by two. The senior leadership of both Natasha Burnett, who would finish the game with 19 points, 
and Mikayla O'Malley with 14 points as they, along with other Lady Indians, would show their toughness as they led the Lady Indians on a 21-17 run in the fourth and final quarter of play. The final quarter would see the resurgence of Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Kids, ask your parents about the song. Better yet, don't ask your parents. Ask your grandparents about the song, Mrs. Jones. <laughs> in this game, Kyla Jones, who came back into the game and scored seven points in the quarter, along with sophomore Cameron Williams, who added four points to her scoring. Lady Dolphins got big-time contributions off the bench from junior Fernanda Sosa from three-point land and sophomores Diamond Styles and Jakaya Amos. After the game, we talked with both coaches and our shining stars of the game from Whitney Young, Lady Dolphins, our leading scorer, junior Kyla Jones with 21 points, sophomore Cameron Williams with 18 points, and freshman Tamia Ware with 16 points. How do you feel about this loss? It's a tough one for your team. You know what? I can live with this. They played tough all the way through. Like I said at the beginning, Whitney's a tough, a tough program. That's what we're striving to become. And I think this team played as well as they could. And I, I'm not disappointed at all. It was a good game for me. Talk about the tremendous play of your players, Natasha Burnett and Mikayla O'Malley. They played lights yeah. out. They're hustlers. You know, Natasha and Mikayla are both really fast. They're unexpectedly fast. People don't expect it. Natasha comes off the bench. She puts a lot of points up, and Mikayla is our silent killer. No one really realizes how many points she has every game, but she's consistently our scorer, so good to watch. And after a game like this, what do you take from it and go into the work on going to your next game? transition defense is a big thing just learning to play a little bit faster of a game but I also think you know this is a good loss this isn't a loss we need to be upset about so we can still take momentum and energy from this game to go into city playoffs when you go in the locker room what do you tell these girls they they played a gutsy game today I, I tell them I wouldn't trade them for any other team good luck the rest of the way and thank yeah. you for joining us thank you High School Holla. Steven Ramsey at the end of our H2S2 Girls Basketball Game of the Week where the Whitney Young Dolphins just defeat Lane Tech. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Dolphins, Coach Corey Irvin. And Coach Irvin, great win for your team. How do you feel about it overall? I thought we fouled too much in the second half and that kind of kept the game maybe score-wise a little bit but closer because we kind of turned it over and then we came down to foul. But I thought we did some good things. I mean, some things that we've been trying to practice, so. What will you take away from a game like this, the score being as large as it was, but as you said, some things that you still wanted to work on? Well, it gave us the opportunity to see different lineups and to see different people play. So I thought some people came in that did things that they've been working on that kind of helped a couple of our players off the bench kind of get some confidence. So I think that's good. Now talk about the tremendous play of Kyla Jones and Cameron Williams along with Tamia Ware. I thought T, that's Tamia. I thought she did some good things and then she tried to do too much. I thought she passed up some shots when she was driving in, trying to make that like showtime pass. And she's young, so she's got to understand when to pass, when to shoot, and, you know, kind of the combination of the two. And I thought Kyla and Cam, they both kind of got in foul trouble, but they both did some good things when they were in there.
What did you tell the team after the game? Um, I told them that, you know, we're getting to a point where we start city playoffs next week. We have a game Saturday, and we're just trying to use every day for us to focus on certain things and to get better in those areas, and we just got to keep going in that direction. Okay, well, thank you, Coach, and we'll be following in the city playoffs in Downstate. All right, thank you. High School Holla. Stephen Spoon Ramsey at the end of our H2S2 Girls Basketball Game of the Week where the Whitney Young's Dolphins have just defeated the Lane Tech Indians 84-61. to I'm joined now with our shining stars of the game. We have a junior, a sophomore, and a fired-up freshman to join us. Cameron Williams, Kayla Jones, and Tamia Ware. Let's start with Cameron. Great game for you guys. Thank you. How do you feel about the win overall? Um, I think we really came together as a team, and, you know, we really executed this game. I think we did pretty well. Well, let's go to our leading scorer of the game with 21 points. That's Kayla Jones, and Kayla, you were on fire. You started out strong in the first half. How did you feel about it? Um, I felt really good because I was able to do a lot of the things that we were going over in practice, and I was finally able to show that I could actually do the stuff that they were trying to teach me. And Tamia, you're the freshman of the crew. Talk about how you came into your own in this ball game. You had a total of 16 points. Um, yeah, it was just me. It was my teammates also, and I just feel like we played a good game. You guys were up by 12. Talk about what the coaches shared with you guys at the halftime. Being up by 12, she basically told us to make sure our defense is still there. You know, like without defense, you can't create an offense. And how do you feel about your play in the second half, Kate? Um, I think that we um, were able to come out and execute the things that our coach told us at halftime, which is why we were able to go up by so much in the second half. And after the game, after a big win like this, what did the coach tell you? Well, she told us that we did a pretty good job, but there's still some things that we need to cover in front of us. Now, you guys got city playoffs coming up. Then there's going to be some state competition. How far can this Whitney Young Lady Dolphins team go, Cam? Uh, we can make it all the way if we just stay focused and practice and really execute every time we step foot on the court. Man, how did you, as one of the many guards on this team, what have you learned in your freshman year playing with such great talent? I learned that it's all a team effort, and if you play together, you can get the win. What do you want to tell, Kyla, the people who are in this gym today who supported you in Lady Dolphins basketball? Um, I just want to say thank you because, you know, girls basketball doesn't get a lot of support these days. So thank you to the people that actually did come out and see us play. This is the shining stars of the game. Tamia Ware, Kayla Jones, and Cameron Williams are H2S2 shining stars of the game. Congratulations, ladies. Thank, thank you. High School Holla want to thank everyone for joining us on the post game. Both teams will return to action later this afternoon. The Lane Tech Lady Indians will visit the Northside College Prep Lady Mustangs at 2 p.m. this afternoon, while the Whitney Young Lady Dolphins will host the Lady Warriors of Creek Money High School at 4 p.m. So if you have the time, if you're out there by the Women's March, you're close in those areas, go and support Chicago High School girls basketball and these two well-coached teams. We're happy to show them some love here on the H2S2 show. Stay with us. Up next is our boys basketball game of the week featuring the Tilden Blue Devils against the Kennedy Crusaders, the best out of the Public League Blue Conference on the best show for Chicago high school sports, the H2S2. Praise the Lord. We like 
Get Life and Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suites located at 16245 South LaGrange, in Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Isaac B. Green. Every Sunday, we have a special reception for our guests. Because once you visit life, you are no longer a guest, but a friend for life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church, Homewood Suites, Orland Park, Illinois. Brand new banger. Banger. High School Holla. Welcome back to the H2S2, the High School Holler Sports Show. Time now for our boys basketball game of the week review. Brought to you by 100 Watt Lights, gear and accessories with artwork designed with a positive message inspired to protect the children. Find out more about them and their organization at their website, 100wattlight.org. Big hollers out to my monarch brother, Hiawatha, man, at 100 White Lights. Man, love what they're doing. Check them out. Again, official sponsors of the H2S2 Boys Basketball Game Review. This week, we had an outstanding matchup that took place on Tuesday night out of the Public League Blue Conference as the Tilden Blue Devils, repping for the Blue South Division, came over to Kennedy High School, home of the Crusaders, who was repping for the Blue Central Division. Coach Keith Johnson and his Tilden Blue Devils came into Tuesday night's contest with an undefeated record in the conference at 5-0 to take on Coach Marcus Green and the Kennedy Crusaders who looked to inch closer in conference play as they entered the game at 3-2 in the Public League Blue Conference. We talked with both head coaches before the game to find out about their team and their thoughts on this Public League Blue Conference battle. High School Holla. Steven Spoon Ramsey with the H2S2 Boys Game of the Week. The Tilden Blue Devils taking on the Kennedy Crusaders. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Blue Devils, Keith Johnson. And Coach Johnson, your Tilden Blue Devils are playing some great ball, especially within the conference. Are you playing the type of ball that you expect at this point of the season? Yes, I am. Yeah, we are. We've been getting up and down, playing hard on defense and moving the ball. We've been making good shots. So, yeah, we we, we where we want to be right now. Today you take on the Kennedy Crusaders, also from the Public League Blue Conference. What do you know about the Crusaders coming into today? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. As long as we do what we got to do as a team, I usually feel like we'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? What's the game plan coming into tonight? Putting pressure on the ball, make sure we're talking on defense, moving the ball, finishing, finishing our closing out. You know, each quarter, take a quarter by quarter. You win the first quarter, you win the second quarter, you win the third quarter, you win the fourth quarter, you win the game. That's our motto. Those are some of the players that we should keep our eye out for that's going to help you win tonight. My best player hurt his ankle Saturday against Leah, so he will not be playing. A guy by the name of Caleb Ivey. But I got a young point guard that's really good by the name of Terrence Boykins. And I got a senior by the name of Devontae Coles that's really good. We should be fine. Coach, give me one word for our listeners to describe the player that's tilled in Blue Devil team. Blue Devils. All right, well, Coach, good luck tonight, and we'll look to talk to you at the half. Cool, thanks. 
High School Holla. I'm joined now with the head coach of the Crusaders, Marcus Green. And Coach Green, let's talk about the Crusaders. They're in a hunt in the Public League Blue Conference. And access your team's performance to this point of the season. It's been kind of an up and down season. Uh, we got hit with a few injuries along the way, a few of our starters. You know, sickness, we had to deal with a few things early in the season. But lately, you know, since the new year, uh, we've been coming together pretty good. They're coming a little more consistent, especially on the defensive end. Offensively, we're starting to gel a bit more, and we're being able to play a consistent uh, starting lineup as of late. Well, the Crusaders have a home game against the Blue Devils of Tilden, also out of the Public League Blue Conference. What keys will be important for the Crusaders to get a win tonight? The biggest key is going to be solid defense and not turning the ball over. Uh, that was one of the problems we ran into early in the season. Way too many turnovers, and if you know can limit their looks and touches on the defensive end, I think we'll be pretty successful. Coach, tell us a few of your players who we should keep an eye on tonight that's going to be key for the Crusaders to pull out a victory. The keys are mainly our starting guards, uh, Justin Melendez, our point guard, and our shooting guard, Chris Diaz. They're, you know, pretty much our team leaders. And then we have um, two seniors that come off the bench, Tony Gonzalez and uh, Ramon King. That'll be key to, you know, helping us uh, be successful tonight. What do you know about the Blue Devils coming into tonight? I know they've been enjoying a good season. They seem to uh, be pretty efficient offensively from looking at their scores and things like that. So, you know, I definitely want us to be solid defensively to hopefully hold them down as far as their scoring goes. Coach, we often like to let our listeners understand the type of ball club you have. What word would you use to describe this Kennedy Crusaders team? Tenacious. Coach Green, good luck tonight, and we'll look to catch up with you at the halftime. Thank you. Okay, thank you. High School Holla. You just heard from both coaches, and now let's get to the game. The game started off fast for the Kennedy Crusaders. As junior Christopher Diaz, one of the players you heard Coach Green mention in the pregame, scores right from the tip to start things off for the Crusaders. Tilden senior Devontae Coles would come right back and match that score to put the Blue Devils on the board. At the start of the first quarter, it appeared to be one that would go back and forth between these two teams. That is, before Kennedy Crusaders would apply the pressure on defensive end and force some turnovers and turn them into transitional points. The Blue Devils of Tilden would get some good looks at the basket, but the ball didn't fall their way from the field or from the free throw line, relying solely on their senior, Devontae Coles, who would lead Tilden and all scores in the first quarter with nine points, followed by Christopher Diaz for Kennedy, who ended the quarter with eight points. The end of the first quarter would find the Kennedy Crusaders leading the Tilden Blue Devils 21 to 10. The second quarter of this game would belong to two sensational sophomores that led both teams throughout the quarter. The second quarter would see Tilden senior Devontae Coles on the bench in foul trouble as he picked up three fouls, switching the scoring to the strong play of sophomore Terrence Boykin for the Blue Devils, who banged three straight three-pointers. The sophomore guard would make a strong attempt to keep the Blue Devils close in the second quarter trying to cut into the crusader lead the crusaders look to keep and extend their 11 point lead into the second quarter thanks to the big play from the savvy sophomore ivan rosales who would match the tilden sophomore threat with two three-pointers of his own and some drives inside to hold the crusaders lead while the crusader defense managed to hold off the blue devil run 
both sophomores would lead their teams in scoring heading into the halftime as the Crusader sophomore Ivan Rosales led all scorers in the first two quarters of play with 19 points and Tilden sophomore Terrence Boykins would lead Tilden in scoring with 13 points. The Kennedy Crusaders would lead the Tilden Blue Devils by 16 at the half, 41 to 25. During halftime, both coaches shared with us how they felt about their team's first half performance and what to expect in the second half of play. High School Holla. Steven Spoon Ramsey at the half of our H2S2 boys game of the week. Kennedy Crusaders lead the Tilden Blue Devils 41-25. to I'm joined now with the head coach of the Crusaders, Coach Marcus Green. And Coach Green, how do you feel about your team's performance in the first two quarters? Been pretty good so far. Uh, we've been, you know, solid defensively. We've been out there helping and taking charges. And we, you know, limited their second chance points on the uh, offensive rebound. What would you tell your team at halftime? To maintain and be consistent and continue to be patient on offense. Will there be any adjustments coming out for the second two quarters? Possibly. We need to stop uh, fouling so much. So I'm going to tell them definitely to stop fouling all the time. All right. Good luck, and we'll talk to you after the game. Coach. Okay. All right. Thanks. High School Holla. I'm joined now with the head coach of Tilden Blue Devils, Coach Johnson. And Coach Johnson, how do you feel about your team performance in the first half? Some rough calls in the first. Yeah, rough calls, man. But we didn't come out with an intensity. We didn't come out like we're the best team in the conference, like everybody knows. So when you don't come out and play, I mean, this is what happened. You down? What we down? Sixteen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what adjustments can we look forward in the second half? Nothing. Just come out and just play harder. Just have some pride. You know, just have some pride and just play hard. I mean, play hard, playing hard can beat a layup, a three, you know what I'm saying? Just having some pride. That's it. All right. Talk to you after the game. Good luck. All right. Thanks. High School Holla. After the break, we'll see if the Kennedy Crusaders will be able to hold ground or will the Tilden Blue Devils show why they are undefeated in the Public League Blue Conference. More to come as we recap the second half of our H2S2 Boys Basketball Game of the Week on the High School Holla Sports Show. He worked out early, practiced late, and studied well into the night. The next day, he did it all over again. She missed time hanging out and socializing with friends so she could make it on time to practices and games. He became a top student and a confident leader, even as he helped his team win back-to-back conference titles. She became a role model in her community, even as she led her team to an undefeated season. And when they finished playing high school sports, what did they do next? She graduated from college with honors and went to work for a successful company. He attended graduate school and became a difference maker in his community. Because that's what student athletes in Illinois do. They use the skills they develop playing high school sports today to do even bigger things in life tomorrow. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. This is Keith Giles representing everyone from the class of 1985. Holla! 
Welcome back to the H2S2 show and our boys basketball game of the week brought to you by 100 Watt Lights. Remember, you can find out more about them and their effort to protect the children by visiting their website, 100wattlights.org. We start the second half with the Kennedy Crusaders leading the Tilden Blue Devils 41-25 to to start the third quarter. The third quarter will find a more intense and poised Tilden Blue Devils team as their senior leader, Devontae Coles, forced to sit out for the entire second quarter, returns in the third. While Kennedy Crusaders came out in the third quarter looking to manage a 16-point lead for the next two quarters in hopes of producing a win. Things in the third quarter got off to a fast start as sophomore Terrence Boykin picked up where he left off as he banged a big three to start off things for the Blue Devils of Tilden. The Crusaders would all of a sudden struggle to hold on to their lead with two of their top scorers, Junior Christopher Diaz and sophomore Ivan Rosales on the bench in foul trouble for the third quarter. Crusader turnovers began to plague the team, and their only points would come from juniors Mike Shell and Javier Mendez, who would only score a combined five points third quarter of play. While the upperclassmen for Tilden showed out, senior Devontae Coles, joined by his classmate Ivory Hall, went off in the third quarter to lead the Blue Devils on a 16-5 run and ending the third quarter pulling within five points of the Crusaders, 46-41. Came down to the fourth and final quarter of the game. Who would want him more? The Tilden Blue Devils? Fighting to remain undefeated in a public league blue conference? Or the Kennedy Crusaders looking to gain some respect and bring down the conference leaders? The fourth quarter was nothing short of an outstanding battle of two talented teams. The Kennedy Crusaders jumped out quick to shake off the third quarter woes thanks to senior Anthony Gonzalez and junior Anthony Church who both came off the bench and sparked the Crusaders each scoring six points apiece bringing the gym back to life. The Blue Devil squad was relentless from the outside as they banged down four three-pointers led by Devontae Coles who played with four fouls and was cold. C-O-L-D bringing his team within one point of the Crusaders under three minutes left to play. The last two and a half minutes of this game was one of the best high school basketball games we've covered this year. The Kennedy Crusaders, who led the entire game, now find themselves up by one point, 60 to 59, with 2.30 left to play. The Blue Devils senior Ivory Hall will come up with a big steal off the Crusaders' inbound pass and gives it over to sophomore Terrence Boykin, who banged a three-pointer for Tilden's first lead of the game with 1.45 left to play. The Tilden Blue Devils and the Kennedy Crusaders would trade free throws as seconds ticked away. The Crusaders would inbound the ball and pick up a quick foul, sending their leading scorer, sophomore Ivan Rosales, to the line down by two points, 62 to 60. 
and the smooth sophomore would deliver from the charity stripe as the game is tied all knotted up at 62 points apiece with 20 seconds left in the game. That's all that the senior Devontae Coles would need, and he would not be denied this win off an effort that is worthy of a college athletic scholarship. I'm just saying, as he would drive and score with 6.3 seconds left in the game to give the Blue Devils a two-point lead, 66 to 64. A quick timeout with 6.3 seconds in the game by Coach Green of the Crusaders to draw up a final play to at least tie the game down by two points. It would only end up with the Blue Devils senior Ivory Hall gaining another huge steal on an inbound pass, getting fouled and converting two shots to seal the win and maintain the Tilden Blue Devils undefeated streak, beating the Kennedy Crusaders 68 to 64. His post-game comments from both head coaches along with our shining stars of the game, seniors Devontae Coles, who led all scores with 34 points, Ivory Hall, who had three huge plays, and sophomore Terrence Boykin, who sparked this Tilden Blue Devil comeback in the second half. High School Holla. Stephen Smooth Ramsey at our H2S2 Boys Basketball Game of the Week where the Tilden Blue Devils just defeated the Kennedy Crusaders 68-64. to I'm joined out the head coach, Coach Johnson of the Tilden Blue Devils. And Coach Johnson, man, great win for you. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. We, we left it on the court, man. That's our, uh, our pride stepped in, and we, we came out and did whatever, whatever we needed to do to win, man. I'm proud of these boys. It's a great job. Talk about the tremendous play of Devontae Coles, man, 34 points. Yes, Devontae, he can shoot it. I told him early in the game he wasn't using a counter. So what he was doing was he was getting across the screen, then he was just going in there aimlessly. I told him, use a counter, use a counter. You can get the second man off his square, and then you can get the basket. He used it. He listened. We got it done. Great defense towards the end. In the last 59 seconds, you guys came up with three good turnovers on the inbound pass. Was that something that you guys worked on in practice? No, actually it isn't. It, it's just always work on Leave it on the court. Leave it on the court. Because if you leave it on the court, long as you left it on the court, you can accept the loss. But if you don't, you always gonna second guess yourself. And that's that's my motto to everybody. Coach Johnson, talk about the maturity of this team. With Terrence Boykins with four fouls, Devontae Coleman four fouls, they still manage to play out the game and manage their poise throughout the game. Talk about that. Yeah, man, it was great. I mean, you got to figure Terrence Boykins is only a sophomore. He's my point guard. He just been he he just been bringing it. You know what I'm saying? He been bringing it. Uh, the kid, I got a kid, Miguel, who came off the bench that played really well. Devontae had four fouls. He played really well. They just left it on the court, man. I mean, that's all I can say. They all left it on the court, man. One through eight. And we down. We got three players and our best player didn't even play. So it was, it was a great win. Down the stretch. Big play from Ivory Hall, man. Sealed the deal for you. Talk about his play. He was on it on defense. Yeah, I kept I kept telling him, Ivory, leave it on the court, man. Jump. Go for it. Have a second effort. Second, I always tell them second effort, and the second effort prevails. If they listen to me, they'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, talk about what you take away from this game. What the Blue Devils may need to work on going into your next game. Just coming in and knowing that being six and zero in the conference, every team's gonna come to play. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta come 
ready to battle, ready to win and take care of business. That's it. So that's that's what we got to just get in our mind. Regardless, we had a couple of guys down or whatever that wasn't playing or whatever. But we still have to come in ready to play and just take care of business. Even with a couple of guys down, talk about the character this does for this team, which is key players down and you still can pull out a victory this close. Well, we gained a lot as a team uh, against Leo Saturday, really. Leo was number 15 team uh, in the state. We took them down to the wire, and I think from there, other guys who usually don't didn't step up really stepped. So it really it really showed the integrity of the team. You know what I'm saying? How far can this Tilden Blue Devil team go, Coach? As far as they want to. It's up to them. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep pushing. We're gonna keep keep bit, getting better and and try to take it all the way to the top. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got a state championship already in high school as, as a player, so I would love to get one as a coach. Well, tell our listeners, who was that with, Coach? Oh, Chicago King High School. All right. You better know it. You better know it. What do you, would you like to say for all those who support Tilden Blue Devil basketball? I appreciate all Blue Devil uh, alumni, all the students, staff, everybody always support us. It's a, it's a great thing. My kids doing a great job. The school's doing a great job. And I just, I just appreciate it all. You know what I'm saying? I always give love to all the my players from before and you know the, my players now student staff it's just a great situation man i would i wouldn't trade in for them well, congratulations coach and we'll be watching the tilden blue devils for the rest of the season thank you sir high school holla join now with the head coach of the crusaders coach marcus green and coach green tough loss for you guys in that second half yeah it's a, it's a tough one um we didn't continue to do the things that worked for us in the first half you know, our defensive intensity was gone. Um, we were a little too quick on our shot selection on offense. And, you know, hats off to Tilden. They stuck with their game plan and climbed back in the game. Ultimately won. Talk about the tremendous play. Ivan Rosales, I mean, tried to keep you guys in it. That's the young kid on the team. He's a sophomore. He's, uh, very, you know, very aggressive. He's, um, you know, understands understands his game, understands what he can do. He's, you know, able to drive. He's able to give assists, and he, you know, shoots a pretty good, um, you know, shoots a pretty good jump shot. You know, he puts himself in good position to score as far as he understands the game. Coach, what do you take away from this ball game that your team needs to work on going forward to Thursday night's game? Uh, biggest thing is to play 32 minutes. You know, we played a great 16 minutes, maybe a good four minutes in the second half, but, you know, the other 12 minutes, we, you know, we, we lost our intensity. And ultimately, um, it, you know, kind of cost us a game. And what did you tell your team after the ball game? It was a tough loss. I told them that the things we did in the first half, we failed to do in the second half. You know, like I said, it's playing a full game of basketball, not just a half. Coach Green, thank you for joining us. You got a great nucleus of team, and we look to see some big things from the community crusade. Thank you. Okay, all right, thanks. High School Holla. Join now with our three shining stars of the ball game. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Terrence Boykin. Devontae Cole. Ivory Hall. And Devontae Cole, 34 points. Terrence Boykin with 19. And Ivory Hall, the big man who sealed it down the line, nine points, big steals to seal it off. Let's start with you, Devontae. Talk about this ball game coming in here, 34 points. Man, you guys struggled in the first half. Yeah, we just had to come with intensity. Coach told us keep playing hard. We came out, keep playing hard with the tension, never gave up. And Terrence, talk about it. When you came into the ball game, you guys were started off slow, but you guys picked it up in the second quarter. Um, yeah, well, um, Devontae had foul trouble in the second quarter. I had to step it up a little bit, and I had to play hard for the team. What was the mentality coming into this one, Ivory? This ball game, you guys 
undefeated in the conference. Everybody's shooting for you. What was your mindset coming into this? We're the best in the conference, and everybody want to beat us. So our goal is to win. No matter what we've done, but we got to keep our composure and, and pull through the game and come through as a team. So my team is what pulled us to to win. Devontae, what did Coach tell you guys at the halftime? You, you guys were down by 16. Don't give up. We're from Chicago. Play hard. Play like we're from Chicago. Play hard. Like, like we want to win. We're undefeated. Everybody want to beat us. So we got shown why we the best in the conference. Terrence, coming down the line, you guys in the third quarter came back in, and you were a key part of that. You ran off with two threes right off the bat to get your team in it. Was it a flow of the game that came up with you? I really was playing off Devontae. They was um, double teaming. Alright, we talked about those three steals you had on those inbounds passes. Was it something that you saw? I'm big. That's the arms out and get the ball. Coach, like, put your hands out. Put your hands out. Coach ain't gonna tell you nothing wrong. He did this already. So put your hands out. How does it feel? You guys talk up another conference win, Terry. Feel good. It really feel good to be undefeated right now. What does a game like this, Devontae, do for the character of your team? When you're down by 16, you guys battle back, you guys keep your composure. You and Terrence with four fouls, and yet teammates stepped up for you in some key parts. What does it say about the character of this Blue Devil team? Tell the coming, man. Stay champions, man. We're going down safe. All right. Our three shining stars, Terrence Boykins, Devontae Cole, and none other than Ivory Hall, who sealed it for him. 68-64 winners and still undefeated in the Public League Blue Conference. Congratulations, fellas. High School Holla. Want to thank the Tilden Blue Devils and the Kennedy Crusaders. Now, the Crusaders will go on to host another game on Thursday night against Uno Chata Garcia, while the Tilden Blue Devils picked up yet another win as they took on Hancock and defeated them 74-53. Both teams will play again on Tuesday night. Tilden will be at Gage Park High School, and Kennedy will be at Kelly High School. Now, when we return, we take it to the bowling alley and find out who will reign as city champs of the lanes in high school boys bowling. We have all the details on the High School Holla Sports Show. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Illinois is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Chicago, this is PM from Morgan Park High School, Go Mustangs, Class of 2000, and you're tuned into the High School Holla Sports Show. Welcome back to the H2S2 show. Want to give big hollers out to the Mendel Monarchs out there and to all of you others whose schools have closed down like mine. Want to just give y'all some love too. We want to give our listeners some love and giving you the very best when it comes to high school sports coverage, and that does include high school bowling. Now, last week, we told you about the Public League Boys Bowling Championships that took place this past Wednesday at Bluebird Lanes. We were there, and family, it was an event that was totally off the chain. I enjoyed it so much. I had a newfound respect 
for the sport of bowling. It's competitiveness and the young student athletes that play it. I'm telling you, the atmosphere was on 100. Teams had their chance. The coaches and bowlers were so focused. It was like it was truly what a city championship was supposed to be. There were eight teams competing for the high school city boys championship. We had a chance to talk to all eight coaches to get their thoughts on getting their team ready and focused to compete for a bowling city championship. Let's introduce you to the coaches and learn more about the teams competing for this city championship. Steven Spoon Ramsey here at the Chicago Public League Boys Bowling Championship and we have eight teams competing for a city championship. Right now I'm talking to the head coach of the Morgan Park Mustang, Coach Townsend. And Coach Townsend, talk about the tradition that Morgan Park has in this bowling championship. Oh wow, we have 16 city titles. We currently right now are the four-time defending champions. And we're looking to hopefully get this fifth one. This is my third season. I was just blessed and I had the opportunity to actually take over this program. So I'm just trying to do a lot with the little amount I have. Well, talk about how you prepare. You, like you mentioned, you're going for your fifth title. How do you prepare your team for such a time as this? Because you have to stay humble. That's the one key thing you have to do in this thing. You have to stay humble. Execution is the key. You got you to gotta stay humble and you got to stay ready. If you stay ready, you can never worry about getting ready. High School Holler. Paul Zucad, I represent the Amundsen Boys Bowling Team. Talk about this Vikings bowling team. You guys are competing for a city championship. Five juniors, and uh, they'll all be coming back next year, so they'll have another shot. But they're doing good. They're bowling well, and uh, hopefully they can bring it home. Talk about the, the difficulties and the challenges in preparing for a city championship like this. And keeping the kids focused, I think, is the biggest thing. I, it's, they need to keep their, their minds on the bowling, and one ball at a time, I think, is the biggest thing. High School Holla. Leotis Johnson, Chicago High School Agricultural Sciences. Join now with Coach Johnson of the Cyclones. And Coach, how did you get your team prepared for a stage like this, a city championship? Well, from the beginning of the year, we were focusing on today. It was all about preparing for the day. Every match prior to this was practice. Well, that's a good strategy, Coach. Tell me about some of the young men we should keep an eye out on on your top. Our leadoff guy, Jake Doyle, a junior. He's come a long way from his uh, freshman year. And our anchor man, Leotis Johnson, Jr., uh, both have great potential to, to do great things in college also. What's the toughest thing in getting your team to this point all season long? Getting them to focus on the, the main thing of making spares. Uh, focus on make, making spares. Everybody want to strike and put up big scores, but the scores to come if you make your spares. High School Holler. Ramon Pagan, I'm with Taft High School. Coach, talk about the challenges of competing on, for a city championship right now. Well, most of the time, it's just getting the kids focused. Because a lot of times what happens is they come to a different venue, and all of a sudden they think they have to do something different. So we have to get them, you know, keep them in line, keep them, you know, focused on what they need to do. You know, they got here in a certain way, and that's the way they got to keep doing it. But sometimes their mind just wanders, and we got to keep them so focused, and... I think that's the hardest challenge, I think. And how did Taft prepare for this big stage? A lot of practice. <laughs> a lot of practice, a lot of tournaments, you know. And a lot of talking. Our, our group is pretty good about communicating with each other. I mean, not even during bowling. Even when they're away from each other, they communicate, they Snapchat, they talk, they Instagram. They're having a great time and they, they have fun with each other. So they make it a lot easier when they come back to get them refocused. Coach, who are some of the top bowlers on your squad? 
On our squad is probably our senior, which is John Lovenko, Christian Pagan, and probably George Hemsa. Thank you, Coach. No problem. High School Holla. This is Coach Carl Abro from Whitney Young High School. Coach Abrams, talk about the competition you're facing for a city title. Oh, uh, well, this is all the best public school teams in the city. You have to qualify to get here. Just hope to do the best. Hope all the pins go down. <laughs> <laughs> How do you prepare your team? Just practice, practice, practice. We've practiced basically every day ever since regionals. We qualified for regionals. Just another step in the right direction. So if they bowl like we did there, we'll be okay. Who are some of the top bowlers on your squad that we should keep an eye on? I mean, all five of my guys are real solid. Three Pete's Pete's a senior. Enrique Spencer is a senior. Tommy Hayes, uh, junior. And Lewis Bear, freshman. Coach, talk about how far this Dolphin team can go. Uh, we hope to make it down as a team in the state this year. It'll be our first time in uh, bowling history, so for boys bowling. Uh, we've got some individuals down, but I think we got a good enough squad that we've helped carry each other down there. High school holla. Chris Baum, Shirts High School. Coach, how did you get the Shirts team prepared for the city title? Well, it kind of started about midway through the season. Uh, I had a couple of ball players who needed uh, just a few corrections here or there, and um, they kind of just picked it up and started running with it. We needed a complete team of five bowlers. I had three returners, and I needed to fill those two spots. Once we got those two spots filled, the team started to really take off, uh, finished off a conference championship, a good showing at regionals, and um, good showing at city, so, which landed us right here. Was there a game plan for you and your, your five bowlers coming into today? Scherz has never been in this position. It's the first time. We know what the powerhouses are with Morgan Park and, you know, uh, Chicago Ag and Whitney and, and the Ta- and Tafts and stuff like that. No pressure. Have some fun. Just go out and bowl your game. And what was the final words did you tell your guys coming into today? We belong here. We belong here. There's a reason why we're here. We belong here. High School Holla. I'm head coach Bob General at Peyton, Walter Peyton College Prep. I'm here now with the head coach of the Peyton Grizzlies. And coach, how did you get your Grizzlies prepared for this day? Uh, I just want them to have fun today. You know, they've earned their spot here. Uh, we were the best team on the north side. And we've been kind of eyeing Morgan Park the whole way. So getting to take them right off the draw, not a bad game. Just a little short today for first game. But I think we've got some more bowling to do. So, What did you tell your team coming into this city championship? I, I like to think I'm a little bit more of a psychotherapist than a bowling coach. So just get them relaxed. I mean, they've already done all the work to get here. Now, the only way we're going to mess things up is by shooting ourselves in the foot and worrying too much. So I want them having fun, focused on having fun, and supporting each other. That's all. And as a bowling coach, what's the most important thing that you stress to your team in a sport like this? <clears throat> Man, man, it, not just bowling, but just about any other sport. It's like if you are putting too much pressure on yourself, you're not going to do well. So I want them relaxed and throwing their ball and do what they've been doing all year. High school holla. Those were the coaches of the eight teams competing for the Boys Bowling City Championship on the team division. want to say congratulations once again to the coaches Ducat of Edmondson, Townsend of Morgan Park and Baum of Shirts for being nominated as Coach of the Year in their conferences. Now, the way things break down for city championships for both team and individual competition is like this. Everyone bowls three games and based on the number of pins knocked down determines the overall winners and their bowling averages. Throughout the evening, there were some really intense moments. One was when a Taft Eagle bowler, Christian Pagan, who was almost bowled a perfect game, 
in the tenth frame with his last ball. He nearly got a strike. He left two pins. It was an incredible finish. He finished with 298 in his second game. Then there was freshman phenom from Morgan Park, Mustangs, Hibbler, who followed suit with 10 straight strikes of his own, bowling a 265 in the final game. Some other bowlers who had some very impressive games were Jonathan Smith from Foreman. He bowled a 268 in his first game. Caleb Joseph from Brooks and Christopher Colquitt from Jones both bowled 255 in their second games. Those were the few of the bowlers who topped over 250. Many of the bowlers finished over 200 in the least one out of the three games that they bowled. There were a number of individual bowlers who also competed in single games for city honors. Some of those we told you about uh, from last week were some of the top bowlers of the public league bowling. Here we had an opportunity to talk with a few of the coaches who told us about a few of the players competing in individual competition. Miguel Danzato Memorial Academy. Coach, tell me about how big of a stage this is for you and your individual bowlers who are competing. Well, it's wonderful to see them here. Uh, it's their second year of the sport for the school, and um, it's great to have some representatives here. Talk about who you are here rooting on that's bowling an individual tournament. Well, I have my uh, seniors, Roberto Villa, and my captain, Oscar Ramirez, uh, who actually formerly just uh, won the state championship for soccer. Oh, wow. Two-sport athlete. <laughs> oh, definitely, man. They're great kids, great athletes, great students, and I, I can see them progressing and, and doing great in the future. Well, Coach, congratulations are in order. You were named Conference Coach of the Year. Talk about how big of an achievement and how you feel about that going once again, it's a beautiful thing. It's our second year as, as a program. Solorio is doing big things, so I'm glad that they recognize the hard work we put in. Just really appreciate it. High School Holler. Kevin O'Loughlin, uh, Roosevelt High School. Coach, talk about the strategy. You have a player coming in on an individual basis. Talk about the strategy in preparing your players to compete on the city championship level. Overall strategy is really um, have good form and practice technique as we're coming into uh, a new bowling house that we haven't bowled at before. Just making sure my player remembers his mark. You know, have a couple practices and before we come here, and uh, you know, just stay focused and you know, fight for each pin. Now, tell us a little bit, the young man that you're coaching up in the individual competition. Uh, for the individuals, I got Elijah Reynolds. Uh, he's a freshman for us on our team, so uh, pretty excited that we had a boy that uh, advanced along uh, and a freshman too. So looking. For, uh, a lot to come out of him in the next couple years. As a freshman, is there a lot of pressure on him, you believe? Um, I don't know if he's feeling it just yet. He was definitely nervous on the way up here. You know, excited to get an opportunity to see what uh, the final round looks like. You know, it's a great experience for him. You know, hopefully, you know, keeps moving forward. He'll be able to uh, participate next year, too, and some of those nervous butterflies will be out of there and he'll be able to just get in there and compete away. So he's hanging in there pretty well right now for the first game. He's coming out strong in the second, so... Uh, Looking forward uh, for a man that's good experience right now. High School Holla. Crystal Downs, Campbell Academy. Coach, talk about your two bowlers that you have competing in the individual competition. Well, today we have Tariq Hall, who's a senior, and D'Angelo Robinson, who is a junior. And uh, they've seen better days on the lane, but 
you know, they want to make a good show for Kenwood. Their goal is to come in in the top 10. They got some work to do to get back up there, but they know to keep fighting, bring that Bronco pride to these lines and do their best. Talk about some of the challenges as a bowling coach that you might face in getting your, your team prepared, especially in individual as well as team competition. Uh, probably the main challenge is attitude. When the guys are doing great, yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to it's easy to coach them, but when they're doing not so great, to get them to not be in their feelings and let go of a bad ball and come back on the next one, that's probably one of the biggest challenges is to keep them motivated and make them listen when they think they know what they're doing <laughs> and adjust to different lane conditions. Those are the main challenges. And what did you advise your two bowlers coming into today? Flying to do their best. Represent. High School Holla. Arlene Rum. Lincoln Park High School. Talk about how this event is geared towards the best bowlers in the city of Chicago publicly. I'm kind of amazed myself. And, you know, for him bowling with how he's bowling, it's great. It's wonderful. Now I get to take that back to the team, where it's mostly juniors and seniors. And they wanted to come out and support him. Coach, tell us about this young man who's here, man. What's his name, by the way? Logan Butler. I want to give credit to his grandmother that she's taken him bowling since he was small. And uh, when I first uh, offered the tryouts for bowling, I made sure that, you know, she came up to me. She's like, oh, my grandson is good. And I said, great. Then he should be joining the bowling team. And he did. And he's been my starter ever since. How stressful is it as a coach to see a team bowl? Not at all. The energy is very high in here, and, uh, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. High School Holla. Noel Droz, Hancock. Coach, talk about how this event and the bowl that you're representing from Hancock. You know, it's a great thing. Uh, to see not just my kid, but all these kids here representing their schools, doing what they got to do is just exciting. You can hear it in the background. The kids are just completely excited. It's actually my first year making championships with my kid individually, so it's just a great thing. It's electrified here. All the kids are hyped up, and it's great. Talk about the, the bowl that I hear competing from Hancock as individuals. I have one kid here. His name is Joseph Padilla. He's a senior this year. What's crazy is this is his only season that he's actually played here, but he did so great this season. He did better and better as the season progressed. Made individual championships out of the blue, and then he just made championships, and he's ecstatic to be here. He's extremely nervous, but he's doing his best right now. Now, what did you tell him coming into the day to help calm the nerves, get him to compete in preparation for this championship? I told him, treat this like any other game. Do your thing. Just keep doing everything the way you've been doing it and just try for your best every time. High School Holla. Frank Menzies, head coach, Joan College Prep. And coach, talk about how this event enlightens your bowling team and how they compete on a bigger level. Well, you have to think about the general idea behind your individual practices and um, the situation whereby the competitive nature of just sports in general brings about the best out of any athlete in any sport. So when you have a situation where the kids have worked all summer, they've worked on the lanes, they've worked on ideas with regard to understanding the oil patterns, they've worked on their approaches, they've worked on their releases, they've worked on their diet, they've worked on their bodies, and then they made it all the way through the city to the semifinals and then to the finals. The reward of being able to participate on this scale is rewarding itself. 
However, if the push comes, there's others who have done uh, the same thing of, and are of like passion to make sure that the sport doesn't die and have done the best that they can with regard to the academic nature of sports in general and have made it to this point. Talk about the bowler that's competing for, and representing Jones. His name is Christopher Colquitt. He's a junior at Jones College. Come from a family of bowlers. His grandfather is a serious bowler. Um, even through some medical issues, he still maintains a very, very serious average and is bowling on a couple of leagues even at his age at this time. His father is a bowler. He's a bowler. He was taken to bowling alleys. He has been given the opportunity to make a decision as to whether or not he wanted to bowl. He wasn't forced into it. And I think that was a very, very excellent move on the part of the parents to have mentorship and support as pushing the child into something they didn't want to do. And as a result, he's become uh, quite uh, an avid bowler and uh, he enjoys what he's doing. And as they all folks used to say, when you're doing what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. High School Holler. Coach Pickenback, Landrum High School. Coach, tell us about your feelings about this Boy City Bowling Champion. Boy City Bowling Championship is pretty good. Right now, we're rebuilding just about all the teams but Morgan Park. And they've been dominating ever since I was at Morgan Park. But I'm not bragging, but I'm at Lindblom now. And I feel that this championship really is good because we give scholarships for the kids. If you know how to get it, that money is extra for the parents. And that's why I've been in it for so many years, for scholarships. We have a couple of bowlers competing, uh, competing on the individual basis. Tell us about those two young men. Both of those two young men are seniors. Both of them are one is a 4.3 and the other one is a 3.7. Both of them are going to college. Okay, and they're going to be... You know, going to FAMU, Alamada. No, they're not going to... How good are these two young men? Personalities, they're beautiful. Bowling, same way. They can bowl through it at any time or better. And that's what you got to do to get down state. High school holler. Man, that's some great stuff from the coaches who are there representing their schools and coaching up their bowlers in the individual competition. The time would finally come to crown a city champion after games and a few hours of intense bowling. The one team that everyone looked to beat, your city champions and boys bowling for a fifth time goes to coach Alanza Townsend and the Morgan Park Mustangs. We had a chance after the city championships ended to talk with Coach Townsend and his three the hard way trio of senior Reginald Petty Jr., Jr., Clinton Lyons, and freshman Jeremiah Hibbler on winning the boys bowling city championship along with a few of the other outstanding bowlers and their families. Take a listen. Steven Spoon Ramsey with the High School Holler Sports Show. We're here at the Boys City Championship for Bowling, and the public league champions are none other than the Morgan Park Mustangs, and I'm here with three of the top bowlers, not only in the city. I have to admit, from what I've seen, we can talk about three of the top bowlers in the state, along with Coach Townsend. I'm going to start by letting them introduce themselves. Hey, my name is Jeremiah Hibbler, and I represent 2021. I'm Clint Lyons. I represent 2019. Reginald Petty, 2018. So I'm going to start with the senior guys. You came into this match competing for a city championship, the long tradition of Morgan Park and bowling. What was the mindset coming into this? Having heart, making sure everybody stay on their grind. And, and through the whole time, we always said you got to have heart. That's all it was, and have fight. And as a team, did you guys talk about what was at stake coming into the day? Yeah, we did. We knew we had to go get it. it had to, everybody was at our head, so we knew we had to go win and push harder to go get what we wanted. And what did Coach Townsend tell you guys to get you prepared for this game? 
man. It's just Hulk season. You gotta want it, though. You just gotta have that heart. Talk about the intensity. Was there any pressure at all? For me as a freshman, yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but once I got it out of me, you know, I gotta have that dog in me. And as the upperclassmen, how did you help the young freshmen get through? We just told them, just take a shot at a time. Don't rush it, don't do not do nothing, just take a shot at a time. As the senior leader, what did you have to tell your squad? Did you have team-only meeting? Most definitely, I most definitely did. Um, two years ago, we was in the same situation. We were down going to the last game. Last game, we ended up shooting a big game, and we jumped right back up to first place. So it just same thing just happened before. So I just told them, we in the same situation, act like we is 0-0. Zero, zero. So and that's it. Why don't each of you tell us the sport of bowling? It's got a lot of challenges. And today, for a city championship, it was you not only against the Pins, the Lane, but also against other teams. What's the challenges behind this that makes this game so intense? It's about having courage. Sometimes people take courage just defaults it sometimes. You just got to have courage and have fight, and that's all it really is. What about for you? Because you got to have heart. If you ain't got heart, you ain't going to do nothing. If you have heart, you're going to push yourself to want to do good and better at the sport. If you want it, you're going to go get it. Just stay focused and get it off your hand. Just have a nice shot and just, you know, and have that heart, you know, just grind. Stay in focus. How far can this Morgan Park Mustang team go? As long as you want it. You heard what he said. As long as you want it. Always safe. You guys had a packed house here at Blue Blur Lane. The majority of them were Morgan Park fans. What do you each want to tell the Morgan Park faithful that came out here and cheers you guys on? I just want to say thank you. They give us support throughout the whole season. So just, just thank you. Thank you. Y'all, they ain't have to come, but y'all wanted to see us win, so y'all came and support us. So thank you. Gotta say thank you, man. They cheer us on. You know, they knew we had it in them. You know, just thank you. I want to give Coach Townsend the last word. For the people who didn't see this performance, Tell them what they missed today from the Morgan Park Mustang. They missed an incredible, incredible third game. My kids came through. We was leading all the way to this third game. They came back and had heart. It's all about the Mustang pride. Congratulations, Coach Townsend, to you and the Mustang bowling team. I thank you. I appreciate it. High School Holla. Steven Spoon Ramsey from the Chicago Public League Boys Bowling Championships just ended. And I'm joined now representing the Jones Eagles, Mr. Verkolquit. Talk about the sport of bowling and how it feels to compete. Bowling is, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of those sports that I've been uh, playing since, ever since I was little. So I grew to love it. My grandpa bowls, my dad bowls. It's just overall fun to compete. You know, all the noise. Everybody's friendly, usually. Everybody's usually friendly. <laughs> it can get really competitive at times, right? Yeah. Now talk about how this experience in competing on the city championship will help you in going forward. If anything, it just helps me with my uh, mental game. You know, I got a first game I didn't come, I came out really bad, and the next game I came out, shot the lights out. Can't get down on myself. Got to keep my head up. I'm gonna talk to Dad real quick. Dad, talk about the performance of your son throughout the season going into the city championship. Oh wow. Well, throughout the season, I mean, he's he's done a great job. You know, I've watched him mature. He's a junior this year. He played fewer tournaments in the city. He placed first. Uh, it was between first and second. Played finishes for four or five of the tournaments. He placed first in his uh, regional in the north just Saturday. And just watching him bowl today, I'm proud of him. You know, we got some things. We go back in the lab, but I love the attitude adjustment. You know, two years ago, he would have got down on himself and felt bad, but he knows that we live to play another day, and he always gives it his best, so I love him. High School Holla. My name's Logan Butler. I ran for Lincoln Park High School. <laughs> With one of the bowlers from Lincoln Park High School. And Logan, you were the, one of the only freshmen competing in the individual. How did that make you feel today? Very shocked, really. 
I didn't know like most of them like were like higher than, than me. I was really happy though. Well, for all the people that supported you in, in this sport, Logan, what would you like to say to them who's been cheering you on and supporting you all this time? I would like to say thank you very much. Who you have here with you? Oh yeah, I have my coach and my grandmother, which I love very much. Let's talk to Grandma. Grandma, how do you feel about Logan competing as for the city championship? I am so proud of Logan. He's done great. He's improving every time. He's getting better and better, and I see him doing even more wonderful things next year. High School Holla. I'm joined now with two of the bowlers from Gwendolyn Brook Eagles. Marquand Brownte, I'm a senior. Daniel Webb, I'm a senior. Two seniors from the Brooks Eagles bowling squad. And let's start by telling us, how do you feel about the sport of bowling and what's your love for the sport? It's a sport I pursued since I've been a kid. I really had a passion for it. And the results we got today were awesome. I think I did it good. I'm proud of myself. Um, the way I feel about bowling is it's a, it's a very competitive sport. You have to be very competitive or you're not going to enjoy it. You have to be able to win. The Brooks Eagles competed for a city championship. What was the game plan coming into today's ball? Uh, board of Education, come on, experience. Was there any stress upon you guys coming into today's championship? Of course not. We made it this far. We might as well go out with a bang. High school can stand up and let strikes in a row today. Stephen Spoon Ramsey with the High School Holler Sports Show after the award ceremony for the top bowlers in the city for Glory City Championship. I'm joined now with one of the best of the best. And he's from Taft Eagles, Christian Pagan, with his father coach of the Taft bowling team. You almost bowled a near-perfect game. Missed it by two pins. Tell us how that feeling was. Honestly, it just felt amazing. I don't even care about not getting the perfect game. That's the highest I've ever bowled in my career. It feels amazing just to hit that high. What was the feeling coming into today's championship? You guys were competing not only for a city championship and to perform on the level that you guys did. Well, we came in knowing that Morgan Park was the best and they were going to be a huge challenge for us, but we had confidence going in. We thought we could take them on and we tried our best. I got to talk to Dad now, not Coach. <laughs> I want to talk to Dad. You coached this team, but now as a father, as a dad, to see your son perform on that stage the way he did, what was going through your mind? Oh, I was sure of proud daddy moment. I was rooting for him the whole time. I was hoping, you know, the last one came a little high, get, left them two pins up there, but I can't be any prouder than him for doing it at, in such an important tournament. Now, I gotta ask you both, which is tougher? Dad coaching son or coach coaching a bowler? Dad coaching son. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think it's dad watching son. <laughs> high school holla. We want to once again congratulate the Morgan Park Mustangs, your boys city champions, and all of the bowlers who made it to compete in the city championships. We also want to acknowledge the top 10 bowlers in the public league, starting with number one, Clinton Lyons from Morgan Park, Reginald Petty at number two from Morgan Park, Christian Pagan from Taft at number three, number four is Jake Doyle from Chaz, number five is Andre. Jordan from Shirts. Number six is Jeremiah Hibbler from Morgan Park. Number seven is Jonathan Smith from Foreman. Number eight was Caleb Joseph from Brooks. Number nine was Lewis Bear from Whitney Young. And number 10 was Daniel Webb from Brooks. Man, congratulations to all of you. Again, a special thanks to Juliana Zavala and Kevin Wilkes from CPS Sports Administration for allowing us to cover this outstanding event. I'm going 
to give you all another shot if you miss the Boys Bowling City Championship. Then you have to come and catch the Girls City Championship. Now, I told you what you just missed. So come on out once again to the Bluebird Bowling Alley on Wednesday, February the 7th at 4.30 for the High School Girls Bowling City Championship. It's time for us to support our student-athletes in the city of Chicago. And one way is by simply showing up and cheering on whomever. Whether it's your alma mater or your school on your block or in your community, I don't care. If you just want to get out a house for a few hours, come out to the Public League Girls Bowling City Championship at Bluebird Bowling Alley located at 3900 West Columbus Avenue. It's a way to support our student-athletes who have made the right choice to bowl on straight lanes rather than walking on crooked streets. So let's come out and support their efforts with one of our own. Another great way you can support area high school student-athletes is by supporting the Urban Fieldhouse Foundation. Through donating your time, talent, and or resources, we can make a difference for our area student-athletes. For more information on how you can help, visit the Urban Fieldhouse Foundation website at www.urbanfieldhousefoundation.org. UFF Cares looks to help area student-athletes and community athletic programs within the city of Chicago. Coming up next on the H2S2 show, have you ever wondered what's the one key recruiting difference between boys and girls? Stay tuned and find out details on this week's edition of City Talk on the High School Holler Sports Show. Hey, ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports, located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's Original Barbecue Barbecue sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. High school holla. They say what's happening. We say the bags and then they lie. We coming back for them. They might say, but they don't know. They say, they say, they don't know. Welcome back to the H2S2 show. It's time for some real talk in city talk. I came across an USA Today article written by Garland Cooper, someone a little close to home. Garland Cooper is a former Big Ten Player of the Year and is in the Northwestern University Hall of Fame after leading the Wildcats to a pair of women's college world series in softball. She is now a part of NC. S.A. Next College Student Athlete Team, which is a recruiting service. This article comes from USA Today, talks about the timing as the one key recruiting difference between boys and girls. 
USA Today took some data regarding the recruiting timeline, and I'm going to share a little bit with you. Because whether it's running a mile, going to the right room, or doing your homework, it's getting started that can be the hardest part. The same thing goes for your recruiting journey. Some athletes play the waiting game, hoping that a college coach will somehow find them, while others think there's a perfect age to get the ball rolling. The truth is, athletes' recruiting journey is unique, and there's no one solution for all recruits. However, to give you a little better understanding, they took some data from September of 2017. The NCAA asked current Division I athletes the question about their recruiting process. More than 15,000 men and women across all Division I sports responded. The data showed that women's sport tend to start the recruiting process earlier than men, primarily for team sports, and they hit the key milestone along the way slightly earlier as well. Now, here's how it breaks down. What was the, t- they asked, what was the timing of your first recruiting contact with a college coach. Now take into account both direct and indirect contact by college coaches. Overall, men's sports reported the timing of their first contact with a college coach at ninth grade or earlier, 19%. 10th grade, 24%. 11th grade, 41%. And 12th grade, 22%. For those of you who can't catch up, freshman, sophomore, junior senior just breaking it down for you do so you don't have to do the math for women those numbers differed slightly ninth grade freshman year or earlier was 21 percent two percent higher than men in the 10th grade is 25 percent one percent higher than men that's sophomore year and in the 11th and 12th grade they were lower the data really gets interesting when it pulls out team sports, which have a much earlier recruiting timeline. Team sports include sports such as basketball, baseball, softball, football, soccer, volleyball, things like that. Men in team sports reported that their first recruiting contact with college coaches occurred the freshman year or earlier, 19%. Sophomore year, 10th grade, 34%. Junior year or 11th grade, 34%. And senior year, 12th grade, 12%. Surprisingly, for women in teen sports, the majority of them received their first recruiting contact from coaches by 9th or 10th grade, your freshman or sophomore year. That was 38% for your freshman or 9th grade year. 38% for your sophomore or 10th grade year, 21% for your junior tw- 11th grade, and 3% for your 12th or senior year. So what does these numbers really mean? I'm glad you guys are on it and you ask some great questions. Women tend to mature more quickly than men who may hit their growth spurts as late as their junior or even senior year in high school. Division I softball players, for example, usually start getting looked at by college coaches around their 8th or ninth grade. By this time, college coaches have already tell who is likely to compete on a Division I level. In fact, because women are generally developed by around the 8th or ninth grade, their athleticism and skill set 
won't change a significant amount throughout the high school, whereas an eighth grade baseball player is still growing and developing and he will need to improve significantly before he's ready to play at the college level. Very, very interesting. 43% of the survey softball players reported that their first recruiting contact occurred in the freshman year, which is ninth grade or earlier. Now, does the trend continue throughout the rest of the recruiting process? This NCAA data show that women not only tend to start the recruiting process earlier, but they usually hit other key milestones before their male counterparts. Now, half of the female athletes have taken their first unofficial visit before their junior year of high school, whereas around 58% of the men reportedly took their first official visit their junior year of high school or later. Around 71% of the women in teen sports had taken their first unofficial visit before their junior year of high school, while around 57% of the men in teen sports reported their first unofficial visit occurred before their junior year, the 11th grade. Now, all of this may seem like numbers to you right now, but it can really help some of you families out there get a better sense of when your athletes typically hit the major recruiting milestone and in turn relieve a little stress also now we hope this information we discuss from this article proves useful not only to the student athletes listening also to the families as we look to provide information that helps boost the success rates of our student athletes looking to enhance their lives through sport by playing at the next level so what if you're listening and aren't a student athlete great question another great question then think about joining us here on the show as a member of the h2s2 reporting crew if you're a high school student and a fan of sports by being a part of the h2s2 reporting crew you can report on all of your school's athletic events every saturday on the air with me get a pen and a paper here's some more details on how you can join the h2s2 reporting crew Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line, type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get timed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday to the High School Holla Sports Show. We thank you for sharing another Saturday with us. 
we'd like to say a special thanks, as always, to those coaches who took the time to join us this week. Each of the coaches that were represented at the Boys Bowling City Championships. Also, our basketball coaches from Whitney Young, Corey Irvin, Lane Tech, Megan Malloy, Tilden, Keith Johnson, and from Kennedy, Marcus Green. Also, to our shining stars of the game, our seniors, Devontae Coles and Ivory Hall of Tilden, our junior, Kyla Jones from Whitney Young, repping for the sophomores, Cameron Williams, also from Whitney Young, along with Terrence Boykin from Tilden, and our fabulous freshman, Tamia Ware from Whitney Young. Congrats to all the shining stars out there who are on the court shining like a hundred watt bulb. Thank you to all of our show partners and segment sponsors who make it all possible for us to bring you the best coverage in high school sports in the city of Chicago. We'd like to hear from you as always on our social media. Holler at us at Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Look us up at Urban Fieldhouse. And if you're on Facebook, like our show page, the High School Holler Sports Show. Remember, you can always listen to the post of this broadcast along with many of the other past shows and segments on our website, www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes Podcast and follow us on SoundCloud. Just search for us under Urban Fieldhouse Media. Young people, remember, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Let's do it again. Holla next Saturday. God loves you, family, and we do too. I holla. High School Holla.